your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's show, we will be talking about, about, there we go, Matt Calvert, who we don't know when he's going to return. So is this another carousel of... Injuries, is this the start of it again for the Colorado Avalanche? We'll get into that. The Az released their retro uniform schedule. Uh, and maybe a bit underwhelming, if, if you ask me. But maybe it could be just the way that the season is constructed. Uh, it just, I don't know, when, when, they, when it, they released it, I kind of had the, the answer of like, that's it? Okay. But we'll talk about that. And uh, I also wanted to get into... You know, the Avalanche are really kind of moving players up and down in this taxi squad and calling players up and sending players down, which we expected. But where's Martin Martin Kaut? Why are we not seeing more of him? And kind of looking forward to tonight's game, the second game against the San Jose Sharks. So all of that and then some. uh, But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche. And send any questions, comments, concerns, or opinions that you have to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. I also wanted to point out that if you follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, you noticed a tweet go up. And you might have seen from across the network that we have officially been acquired by Tegna, who, if you're not familiar with them, uh, they have uh, news outlet markets across the country. And I have been involved with them for a couple of weeks or a couple of months now. Uh, we were a test market in doing, I, I did one episode of this show a week in video form and it would go into uh, Tegna's Denver market. So I did a show, I know Lockdown Rockies did a show and I'm pretty sure Lockdown Nuggets did a show. So there was a test markets in Denver, uh, Cleveland and Dallas. And we were kind of like the guinea pigs and how we did technically, uh, apparently we did okay because uh, Tegna has uh, acquired the Locked On Podcast Network. Nothing will change on this end. Uh, everything, you know, the podcast still comes out every day. It was a, a strategic move for Locked On because now they can reach more people and use the the Tegna vehicle uh, to get get to more listeners video will become more prominent uh, within the network and and in this show but from if if you're a podcast person which I am uh, you know you still get this show in podcast form every day so in that aspect nothing will change if you want more content and like video format then that's kind of in in the pipeline and coming at you so uh, it's kind of an exciting day. Um, but like I said, on, on your end, if you just like the podcast form, then you have nothing to worry about. Everything is still going to go as status quo, uh, but just kind of speaks to how big the network has grown and, uh, people are taking notice. 
So it's kind of a, a very exciting day for everybody here at Locked On. So, all right. So let's get to Matt Calvert. Uh, at first, he was said to be day to day. And then he was asked again, you know, just kind of like a checkup on him. And Jared Bednar pretty much said, I don't have a, a, a time frame on his return right at this point. At first, it was upper body. It still is upper body, but it went from day to day to pretty much undetermined. So two things. One is, is this here we go again? Is this the start of a here we go again with how the abs went through injuries up and down the roster last year? Is this the start of it? God, let's hope not. And number two, and probably more importantly, when it comes to the individual player, what's this mean for Matt Calvert? Because there was nothing in that game that was glaring that would keep him out. He didn't leave the game early. I didn't really notice him skating off the ice, holding any part of his upper body, a shoulder or anything like that. So the concern here is we all know, you know, Matt Calvert wears that pink visor to block out certain light because of his history with concussions. And anybody that knows, once you get a concussion, you're more susceptible to them. You you could take a hit that seem, is seemingly not that bad, and to you it could lead to a concussion. So is that what we're dealing with with Matt Calvert? And that's a scary thing if that's the case. You know, like I said, with the pink visor, he was doing that to help him with the the, the different light patterns. And now if he is undetermined when he's going to return and nothing was glaring during that game you kind of really have a bad feeling about it and we can only hope that it, it is nothing serious and and maybe it's just uh, maybe it is some upper body issue that we don't know about that just might take a, a little bit of healing and some some rest to get over but if it's something concussion wise and there was nothing in the game when you watched it that made you say like, oh, man, that, that you know, because he's prone to concussions, uh, that hit in particular could have led to another one. I didn't see anything. I mean, there could have been something somewhere. But again, it was nothing that sent him out of the game. So that's kind of a scary situation for Matt Calvert now. I don't want to make assumptions on anything, but it's just something that you need to talk about and and put out there because it's possible if that's the case I don't know uh, it, it could be something much more serious and and this is where you know the health the long-term health of a, of a player comes into play over a hockey game a la Colin Wilson not in that realm you know two completely different things but the end result is the person is more important than the game and when you're dealing with concussions the person's health is more important in the game. We'll see. I, uh, you know, I don't feel like we're going to get updates. Hockey teams, especially now in, with you know the uh, COVID protocols and the way that we can just say upper or lower body, that's pretty much all you get out of a team unless the player specifically comes out, which I don't see happening, or the team comes out, or Coach Bednar comes out which I don't think is going to happen. So that's what we have to do now. We just have to kind of sit here and guess 
at what it could be and looking at the history of what Matt Calvert's gone through, that's kind of where everybody's head is going. No pun intended there. Uh, but you, you kind of, you go to the worst case scenario because that's what we do. So we can only hope that it's nothing that serious. Because uh, if it is something concussion, I mean, are you talking career ending? Just because you know you're prone to them now, and if if that is what it is, if it is concussion based, and you know they didn't really see anything, you just maybe took like your run of the mill check, and for him that leads to a concussion. How how can you continue? I don't want to you know make it doom and gloom and go there right now, but food for thought. So uh, whatever it is, Matt Calvert, definitely uh, get better soon. If you can return to the ice, uh, Avalanche fans will be waiting with open arms because you are uh, one of the favorites and one of the best. So uh, whatever it is, get better soon. Same goes for Pavel Francos. We don't know what's going on with him either. I think he's lower body. So, you know, maybe we can take the lower body of Matt Calvert and the upper body of Pavel Francos, morph them together, and get a player out on the ice. I like that idea. All right, so let's hear from one of our sponsors, take a quick break, and then we'll talk about where's Martin Kaut and these jerseys, by the way. Uh, BetOnline.ag, and it is the time to place bets, everybody. The Super Bowl is just around the corner, and who you got if you're like me? It's so tough because being a Broncos fan uh, and having someone in their division be in the Super Bowl, naturally, you would root against them. But when the opponent is Tom Brady and you just don't want to see Tom Brady get another one, what do you do? Do you do you put some money down on the, on the Chiefs or do you go with Mr. Tom Brady? I'm not going to answer that question and I'll leave it up to you. But if you're going to put some money down on it, Absolutely do it at betonline.ag is the only place that has you covered. And it is the only place we hear at locked on trusts. You can sign up today for a free account. Just go to betonline.ag, enter some info and you got a free account and you can peruse the, the website and check out all the different games that they have on and all the different spreads that they have. But if you want to bet, put in your first deposit. And when you do that, Enter the promo code locked on, and whatever you put in, Bet Online will add an extra 50% as a welcome bonus in your account. So go to betonline.ag, sign up for that free account, and your first deposit, you get 50% extra. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Okay. So quickly, the Avalanche came out with their reverse retro schedule. We didn't know if they were just going to wear them whenever. Uh, I, you know, there's normally schedules for these types of things, but I thought we would have had them by now, and we don't. And they did come out with the schedule. The first game that they're wearing them, which I guess is kind of pretty cool, is February 20th against Vegas, and that is the outdoor Lake Tahoe game. Kind of cool. So you can expect. I didn't look at uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. I would assume they're going to wear them 
against Vegas. But here's the thing. The schedule goes like this for when they're wearing their jerseys. First of all, they're only wearing them for six games. And technically only against two teams. You got two ga- two games against Vegas. So the twenty the like I said, the twentieth of February at Lake Tahoe, and then the day off, and then they're wearing them again on February twenty second. So those two games against Vegas, they're wearing them. And then a back to back on March fifth and sixth against Anaheim. And then two more games against Vegas. So I, th- I that's kind of a letdown to me. I mean, we're only playing them against Vegas, Anaheim, and then Vegas again. So I like you know like I was I've been big on the Anaheim reverse retro, but why not Arizona or why not the Kings? The Kings have those purple uniforms, you know. So there's other teams that within the division that are that have gone dark. Avalanche are one of the few teams that went white. So, uh, but it's kind of upsetting that they only are going to play these reverse retros against two different teams. I don't know. I, I, I've also heard that they are going to bring these back for next year. Obviously, these were <laughs> expected to be worn for an entire season and a season where you're playing, you know, all the other teams in the league. Because of this, they are, from what I heard, expanding it into next year. So if next year everything goes back to a normal schedule, let's hope for that, then it will probably open up a little bit more and you'll get those uh, matchups between, you know, maybe when they play Montreal. That would be a, a cool reverse retro day. Old Nordiques and Montreal Canadiens. So uh, it is what it is and it'll still be cool to see. But let me know what you think about that. All right, uh, so because of the taxi squad and because of the way the season is, players going up and down, up to up to the NHL level, back down to the taxi squad. Some guys going down to the AH level, uh, AHL level, up to the taxi squad, and everywhere in between. It's, it's revolving door, musical chairs, whatever you want to say. The one guy that I thought we would see more of is Martin Kaut. And we've only seen him for one game, and I, I, I don't, the only reason I can think why is his entry level contact uh, contract. Put that aside. I mean, if that if that's your reasoning, then fine. I, I have no debate here. I have no argument. They don't want to burn a year on his entry level, and that is what it is. But I, I would say, like, when you know, there's never a good time to to really start a player's entry level contract. Except for now. I mean, I think now is the time. You're bringing in Bowen Byram. Technically, Bowen Byram could be... Well, so so the way entry-level contracts work, if you, if you play 10 games in an NHL season, your entry-level contract kicks in. Anybody that's drafted has a three-year entry-level contract. If once you hit 10 games, you are engaged in that entry-level contract. If you play nine games the team can send you down and you don't get that entry-level contract does not engage and that's what they did with martin cow i think he only played nine games so i don't think he is in on his entry-level contract because of covid and the way you know this is a shortened season they dropped that from 10 to 7 so bone byram for example has played three games he could really only play another couple games 
And if the Avalanche say, like, we don't want to burn that ELC, they could send him down to the AHL for the rest of the year. I don't see that happening, you know, because the t- the future is now. So I think Byram is here to stay. But why isn't Cout? It, I mean, is it the ELC? Uh, you would have to wonder if, if they're going to bring up guys like uh, Kiefer Sherwood and not Martin Cout. What's uh, I don't I don't know I can't figure that out I I, I thought Cout played well last year, um, and I thought he would be one of those guys that they would bring up, and here we go. You you've paid your dues, you've worked on your game. Uh, they brought you up last year, and now let's let's hit the ice skating, but they haven't done it. So I, I don't know. I don't think there's an injury that I've heard of for him. Uh, I know they have high hopes for him. And I really thought this was a year that they were going to kind of, you know, take the the training wheels off for him and let him go. And when Matt Calvert was announced that, the, that he was not going to play, my first thought was, all right, well, then here comes Cal. But no, it was Sherwood. And nothing against him. I mean, he played fine and he had an assist. But is this just them stretching out different players and, and, you know, seeing what fits, bringing guys up and bringing guys down? I I mean, again, if that's the case, I I don't know if I agree with that. I was going to say on another show, when Bednar has been moving these guys up and down the lineup, I get that. But at the same time, it's the beginning of the season. You got to let these guys work it out together, especially that second line. And the same goes true just for players in general. Like, you know, I don't know if Sherwood's going to play tonight. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see when the lines come out. But someone's going to have to take the place of of Matt Calvert. And do you want that to be Sherwood or do you want that to be Cout? I would say go with Cout, but I don't know if it's an ELC thing or they feel maybe he's just not ready. We're not hearing anything. And I thought we would we would kind of get a healthy dose of Martin Cout this year, just like we're getting a healthy dose of Bowen Byram. Uh, but it just hasn't happened for whatever reason. So we'll see as the season goes on what they do with him um, and how many games he gets to, to play and, and be productive in this team, because I think he can be. And I think this would be a good year for him to come up into the, the prime time and really make a name for himself for the Avalanche. So... Uh, it remains to be seen, but um, I think we might be seeing more of him, hopefully, if there's no injury there, um, in the near future. Wait and see. All right, let's hear from a couple more of our friends. First, from the people over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com, the family business serving auto parts customers online. For 20 years, go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts and tail lamps and motor oil and carpet for your car. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is very unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. 
And the same for professionals or the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Also brought to you by the one and only Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You got that? Ever. They are amazingly delicious. They are amazingly good for you. They're more like a candy bar. They're soft. They're easy to chew. Covered in 100% chocolate. They come in 18 incredible flavors. Nut flavors and non-nut flavors. Caramel brownie. Cookies and cream. Lemon almond cheesecake. Banana bread. Mint brownie. Peanut butter. Peanut butter brownie. The list goes on and on. You know it. You love it. Built Bar. It's great for the health conscious guy or girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they are great for the keto diet. Most bars consist of 19 grams of protein, which is awesome. 180 or 130 calories, which is great. Five grams of sugar, you can't beat that. Five grams of net carbs, what could be better? Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You get 20% off your next order. Once again, that promo code is locked on, and 20% comes off of your next order over at BuiltBar.com. All right, finally, what to expect tonight against the San Jose Sharks. So the last time the Avalanche kind of went off on a scoring binge was the 8 to nothing game against St. Louis. But that was the second game in that series when the Avalanche kind of got embarrassed in game one, which happened in the first game of the season. So it was a turnaround. Avalanche were like, what the heck are we doing? We're better than this. They hang eight. Now the Avalanche didn't play well the game before against Anaheim. Flip the schedule to the next game for the Avalanche, which is a completely different team. And they took it out on the Sharks, seven to three. So now what do we get in game two of this? You know the Sharks are the ones feeling embarrassed now. And a little bit showed at the end of game one. Started to get a little bit chippy there. And these are the things that people have been talking about with how this season is set up. With these new new divisions and teams... Perfect example like we have right here with the Avalanche and the San Jose Sharks. Two teams that don't have a huge history in terms of not liking each other, but could it be now? You know, the Avalanche just went out and embarrassed a team that they have to play seven more times. So, or six more times, however many, maybe it's six times. Uh, So, you know, those teams, and you don't have to have you know, long-term memory anymore to remember what happened to you because it happened 24 hours ago or 48 hours ago. So I'm interested to see how the Sharks come out in two ways, like just the straight, what their game plan is and what they have to do differently, what the Avalanche, what their game plan is, because you would think they'd come out and play the same way, but you also have to factor in the the Sharks are not going to come out and play the same way because nothing worked for them. So where do those adjustments come into play? And do the Sharks keep up 
kind of the attitude because it showed at the end of the game, specifically with Evander Kane. Um, and if anybody should not be going around throwing haymakers and uh, being on the cusp of being fined, it's Evander Kane. So, like, get the frustration, but maybe he's the wrong guy to act as an enforcer. So, what's going to happen between these two teams long term? That was game one. Now we still have a handful of games to go. And will the Sharks come out and say, like, you got the best of us and kind of suck it up and, and own that they, you know, got embarrassed and take it upon themselves? Or are they going to want to come out and bring the avalanche down to their level with, you know, petty fights and every time there's a, a puck stop, you know, face washing and stuff like that? I, w- I would like to think that the Sharks will come out and play hockey. Uh, but if they get down again, you know, it, it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen because you know that you're going to play these these guys again. And you want to, from the Sharks aspect, if it happens again where it's a 7-3 to three game or another blowout, uh, you're going to do what you did at the end of game one, probably even more so. So uh, I, I think the way the, the Avalanche played was was a great game. Um, I want to see what they do on the power play. That still needs to improve. And uh, overall, I just don't think these Sharks have uh, the manpower to to stick with the Avalanche. And I think we might get a, a, a repeat. If the Avalanche play their game, the Sharks are going to come out and try to do some different things, throw some wrinkles in there. Uh, but I think if the Avalanche can adjust to them quickly, you might get another repeat of game one because it didn't seem like the Sharks really knew what to do once those floodgates opened. So we shall see. It should be interesting. So tune into that if you can. Hopefully it's not blacked out for you. And uh, we will be talking about it on tomorrow's show, whatever the outcome is. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it each and every day. And uh, enjoy the game tonight if you can. And follow me on social media. And hit me up, and we'll talk some hockey. L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram, or send me an email, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. All right, everybody, that'll be it for today. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!